Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dreams. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Monley, and I am excited about today's show, you guys. I have an amazing guest in the studio with me today, none other than the Slay Queen herself. So y'all look, you know it's going to be good because the Slay Queen always brings the tools. If you're not connected with her by the end of this broadcast, you want to make sure that you are connected to her. But before we get started uh, with our conversation today, I want to make sure to take the time to thank our sponsors at Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory shop where we as believers are able to shop online for clothing and accessories that allow us to wear the message of the love of Jesus Christ. Go out to www.covenant-press.com. Again, that's www.covenant-press.com. Shop until you drop, ladies and gentlemen, but don't click off of those pop-ups too quickly because they contain some very valuable discount codes that when applied at checkout, you can receive some amazing savings with them at Covenant Press. Look, y'all, and let's not forget, you guys know that I'm a proud, retired army wife. Amen. And we are all about supporting our military community, veterans, active duty, reservists, National Guard, and their spouses and dependents. And Covenant Press is owned and operated by an active duty Air Force family. So you guys want to make sure those of us that are in the military community to get out and support them, get online at www.covenant-press.com. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> how are you today, Miss Rochelle? How are you? I, I am doing very well today. It was nice here in the DMV today. So I know DC, Maryland, Virginia folks are out here like enjoying the weather. So it was <laughs> amazing. And uh, I'm in here, my sleigh headquarters, if you will, and with you. So it's a beautiful night. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what? The Central Texas area, we've been on fire for the past two months, you know, with some amazing triple digits, 106, 107, 108. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's some hot, that's some heat you don't want to have. But today it's been a cool 97. Sounds funny to hear that though. A cool right. 97. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> sister can get outside. I can yeah, get in my garden. Nah. Do a few things, you know, <laughs> you know, it is, it's blessed. It has been blessed. I'm just, you know what? I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you um, since we first uh, connected and was like, I've got to figure out a way to make sure that me and the Slay Queen stay connected and do something because I, I have to introduce her to the Toolbox audience. So listen, for a minute, before we get to just running our mouth real good. Right. Come on in and tell the Laquita's Toolbox audience who you are and what you do. 
Well, everyone, um, good evening. My name is Rochelle Slay Queen Hemingway, and I am the CEO and founder of Slay to Success. Slay to Success is a leadership and transformational consultant business. I empower women who have served over 20 years to transition to civilian life smoothly and confidently by creating a transformational plan so they can realize those dreams, goals, and aspirations that they have had on hold during their service. So that is what I continue to do. I am a speaker and author of the book titled Slay to Success. And I'm also a mentor and United States Air Force veteran for 30 years, y'all, three decades um, in the United States Air Force. Look, you right there, you just said a mouthful. And that's why I had to get you on the show. That's why I had to get you on the show to talk about all of the things and stuffs because you 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 have a phenomenal phenomenal story and first before we get into that because slay we when I first heard and I first saw you I was like oh that is so cute <laughs> but then when I discovered the meaning behind it I'm like that is so powerful like it is catchy. Yes. But it's powerful. Miss Charlene says slaying for three de decades. That's right. She been That's slaying for three decades. My queen is showing up. She's in here. That's one of my <laughs> sisters um, from our nation. We have a nation of powerful women. So she's showing up here in LinkedIn. So yeah, awesome. it's uh, it's good to see her. Awesome. Awesome looks. The A lot of my, um, a lot of my community are military spouses. Some of them have served just as you have a dual military family. My hat goes off to you guys. It's hard when just one of us is the service member, but when both of you guys are the service member, it's like, my God, it, it, during the conflict on two fronts, there were so many uh, dual military families. I used to be a um, family childcare provider mm -hmm. and so many military families, I would see them split up. Daddy's here. Oh, yeah. The mama's gone. Mama's gone. You know, uh, daddy's gone and mama's home. And then there was this one family, mama and daddy somehow figured out how to be gone at the same time. Because Eesh. to them, that was their logic behind that was it's less of a trauma uh, to the kids that if we're both gone at the same time, they don't have to suffer that loss multiple times over and over because we were stationed at Fort Hood. Everything out of Fort Hood was leaving frequent and often. That's right. That's frequent. a hub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a hub. <laughs> you go down there, you might as well just go ahead and start counting down the days of when you're going to get deployed because it will you, happen. That's it. You know, mm -hmm. that's it. I would several, my husband deployed several times and the, it was always different. But my first time when he became shop NCOIC and we were at the, the, you guys were leaving. We were at that part, you know, party where you guys are leaving out for the deployment mm -hmm. and these babies like mm -hmm. 18 years old. So there, it's not the spouses at that point. I was accustomed to helping the spouses. Yeah. But then you have parents. Yeah. Because that's my baby. He, he or she just graduated high school and they yeah. did their basics, you know, 
and mm-hmm. why they were in the 11th grade and by the time they finished and graduated high school and when they did their AIT and this is your first assignment and yeah that was different you know yeah. so maybe we can talk about that a little bit because I know that has to play an impact because let's let's be honest as a military spouse I I know how it feels to be like I am so happy for the service that my husband did and he deserves all of that. And then some, Mm -hmm. but the service that we give as family members and as spouses, sometimes it's not recognized enough, but I don't think that that, that, that pales in comparison to when people talk about veterans, they automatically think men. Mm -hmm. When they talk about wounded warriors, they automatically think men. Oh yeah. These men, and had to leave their spouses. You know, these yeah. men have to do this and these men have to do that. Well, it wasn't just men. Oh, no. <laughs> in any conflict, right? Like, that's not even just, that's, no. that's not even us in the 21st century. In any conflict that any we've been conflict, in, it was never just that, men. Yeah, you roll that all the way back to the 1800, to the conception of military. Women were serving, but weren't recognized. Mm. And, um, you know, I started wearing this shirt that says, you know, I am a veteran. And, and yes. it, on the back, it says women can be veterans too. Just to raise awareness to people because people, they automatically think that my husband was the spouse or, or excuse me, the military person and I was the spouse. And I have to remind them that, no, <laughs> I also served 30 years. All right, right. my husband did 30 years too. But we did it in our own right. We were mm-hmm. married through, you know, our um, service for, I think, 15 of those years. Um, but, you know, we served in our own right. He had a particular AFSC. I had a particular AFSC, which is, you know, Air Force Specialty Code for those that are listening that are not familiar with these um, abbreviations. So we all we, we both were serving you know, and, and, and doing our things, but we had to recognize where each one was at on which level they were at, you know, so that way we could achieve the goal that we had for both of us. We, we decided that we were going to serve for 30 years that there's a plan. It it doesn't happen. It it don't happen. Just, just doing There is a strategic plan in place um, because when one is up, the other Mm -hmm. one has to come, especially when you have children. The other one has to be able to support Mm -hmm. and be able to, you know, hold the household together. And when when we, you know, you see the other one up, it it it. So we we did that for probably a good 10, 12 years. You know, know, I mean, that's. That's saying, I've got a lot of things to say about that. I've got a lot of things to say, but I'm going to hold my mute. I'm going to hold my mute. Maybe <laughs> we can gonna open talk up about that can of worms up in here. Because listen, I have been blessed to have a lot of amazing women that are active duty. Now, you know, they're retired. I think maybe one or two of them are still on active duty, but most of them right. have retired along my husband's career. Mm-hmm. And what... Charlene is saying here was always a question in my mind was Mm -hmm. always a question in my mind why women don't receive the same level of recognition when they're doing the job 
And this is even before women were allowed to be in the infantry and all of that. And mm-hmm. I have other opinions on that. And that's another show for another day. Right. But you're you're doing the job. If you are in in, in the army, it's, it's MOS, right? Like if mm-hmm. my and my husband's MOS, he was an intelligence analyst. Right. Well, the women in his shop were also intelligence analysts. They oh, had yeah. to be able to do the job that he did, but they didn't get the recognition coming back home from a deployment Mm -hmm. that he got but they had also left their daughters their sons their husbands their moms their dads their families they'd all they went to where he went to but didn't get the same level of recognition and respect and we probably can have a whole conversation on that we can have Um, a whole i mean that's probably like a half a day if you really talk about it right Right. Because, you know, it is it is something to be said, it, you know, sheer numbers. You, we, we could just do, you know, generalize, you know, just look at the number of women that are serving in the military compared to the men. Mm. You know, so mm. you get lost, if you will, amongst all the other ones um, that are serving. And, and, and people, again, they associate men mm-hmm. with military. Mm-hmm. And they do. They do. And, and you know what, for me, it's, it's not something that affects me and never really affected me because I decided mm, that that I like was, that word. Yes, yes. I decided that that was not going to be me. Mm. I went in, um, in 1991. And when I went in, I went in as a medic and then I you know, started deploying to all these different locations as an independent duty medical technician where I had to provide medical care on my own without any assistant. And, wow. you know, things happen out in the field to people unexpectedly, you know, mm-hmm. so I you, you have to be on your on your game to yeah. make sure you provide the right medical care because you know, it's a safety thing, right? Yeah. You want it. I'm like, it's a, they're it's depending a on you. Right. Yes. And so you have to be able to uh, trust in yourself and then trust in your training. Mm. So, you know, I took it very seriously. And then as I began to get all these different roles, I realized there were certain traits, if you will, that I was portraying. I really didn't think about it until I got to my last position. And one of those traits was I decided to be visible. Mm, come on. That's another good word. You've dropped two I good just, words. I hope they're taking notes. <laughs> I hope they're taking notes. <laughs> I decided to be visible because mm. um, I, my, my dad was in the military for 23 years and he retired from the Air Force. And, you know, the words that he said when I got on the bus to go to basic training were, you're not going to make it. Wow. You're not going to make it. Now, wow. I think he did it for reverse psychology, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of get me to think about what I decided to do because I didn't mm-hmm. really know what military life was. And every now and again, it used to pop into my mind, kind of, you know, raced in my thoughts like, he is he right? He can't be right. All right. Because I feel like I am doing what I need to do 
in this service, which mm-hmm. is a high conforming environment where you there are rules, guidelines, policies, instructions, yeah, the whole nine is there. And I'm able to be successful. Every little job that they gave me, I'm like, I turn sour lemons into lemonade. And I knew it, you know? And and so what I decided to do was just to to build up on that confidence, build on the on that, you know, the feeling that I can, I can do this. I can do this. So let me get my, get out in front. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I got something to say, you know, let me, let me get out here and speak truth to power. I know there's a lot of of stuff going on around here that needs to be, you know, handled. So I, I, I realized that I had gained a lot of confidence when I was in the military and it's now serving me well in as an entrepreneur now as an entrepreneur. Yeah. That, I mean, we're going, you said you decided, I decided. that's the most important thing to do. And th- yeah. that's no matter where you are, civilian, military, you know, spouse, entrepreneur, it, it doesn't matter. It starts with the decision. Yes. And the only person that can make that decision is you. Yes. Then it's not so only did you make the decision in that you said, you know what? Now, I'm going to be the best medical technician the Air Force has ever seen. Yes. And at some point you say, okay, I'm tired of doing, you know, just great things. I'm going to continue to do great things, but I'm going to do great things and make sure everybody knows. That I'm going to do that. I am great. I'm doing these great things. So you made a decision to be the best. And yes. then you made another decision to be visible. Yes. That's, that's powerful. That's powerful. I mean, it truly defines slay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that truly defines yeah. slay. Come on. <laughs> it does. But, you know, slay didn't come until my 24th fourth or 25th year in service. Tell us about that. But you know, so I have, I had an airman who I was very close to who worked in the clinic and I was providing oversight as the medical group superintendent and he lost his, his battle with depression. And so I was hurt, like extremely hurt. Um, he was one of those, you know, people who had that personality go in there and just fill the room up. Just, just give you like all of the, the, the compliments about how you're doing and, you know, and, and making you feel really good about yourself, but not realizing he had a lot of mental health struggles that he just could not get away from or, you know, mm-hmm. heal from or, you know, uh, deal with. And so it really left me so broken. And I, and I had to leave three days later to a deployment. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, I'm like, I don't even know. I Like I need to heal. The organization needs to heal. What can I be doing? All right. So I went on a deployment And I came back and I said, I'm going to take his favorite word and I'm going to use it to help to not heal only myself, but this organization. Mm 
So I started using it on emails. I used to, you know, share on platforms and, hey, y'all, we just going to go out here and slay. You know, I had to look up the word slay. It means to kill it, to dominate it, and to nail it, to be on point, to impress greatly, to dream and work hard until you own it. And I was like, okay, all right. This is a mindset shift. Yes this, yes. this is just not a slang term that you find in the urban dictionary. I can I can use this not only to to help me but to help others to move others, all right? And it was most fitting to me. I was like this word just rolls off my tongue like it's just what it is. And so before I went into my last position and my last position was a command chief. Now, mm. as command chief master sergeant is the highest enlisted position that you can hold on an installation. So I wanted to, again, I wanted to make impact and I wanted to make a difference. So I said, this word, I am now going to use into an acronym. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and now this ac- acronym on. is going to be about all the life and leadership philosophies that you you can use and implement in your daily life. This ain't about just the mission and trying to get, you know, all the things accomplished with that. This is about your life. Your life. Yeah. Your life. Yeah. So, you know, S, stay ready to be ready. L is lead out loud. A is a sense of family, a sense of community. And Y is you are built to last come on come so on. i'm telling give it to you, him again I... <laughs> give it to him again give it to him again they, they didn't have their pencils right, right. there <laughs> get your pencil get something to write with and write on it because i forgot to remind y'all to do that at the beginning of the podcast that's you know if you right. catch us live i hope you got it i am reading this comment and i'm just like <laughs> i'm like oh yes like yes. I, I am so like like i'm all about like let us all Stop dimming our light and shrinking yes. ourselves. Yes. Right. So yes. Stay ready to be ready. Lead out loud. A sense of family, a sense of community, and you are built to last. These are just, I mean, yes. if you just take just even a slight bit of any one of those, mm-hmm. I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, your whole life will transform before your eyes. Before you know it, you'll just be thinking in your mind, I need to be prepared. How do I stay prepared for the things that you can control? Because I think a lot of times we try to control a whole lot of stuff that you know that it, it can't, you can't be controlled. Control. You can't yeah, do nothing control. about it. Yeah. You can't do nothing about it. Right? But for the things that you can, what steps are you taking to prepare yourself for that opportunity? Because I'm like, mm, it's on. better to be prepared for an opportunity then for an opportunity to present itself and, and you're not, not prepared. Be prepared. Stay ready to be ready. Stay Come ready on. to be ready. Stay ready to right? be ready. And, and it, it, it can go through so many things like be ready for conversations that you didn't mm. think you were going to have with folks. Come on. Right. <laughs> be prepared for incidents or, or situations that you were like, I didn't see that coming. Come on. All right. That's be that prepared. lead out loud. That, that's the lead out loud. That's and that lead, lead out loud. Lead out loud is again, I'm all I'm like the discipline, the character, your integrity, 
you're the humility, the mm. courage yes. of leadership, because yes. it, I'm telling you, leadership, mm. <laughs> leadership is a difficult <laughs> thing to do. Mm -hmm. But I think what happens is people overthink leadership. Mm -hmm. Right. They, they go into, well, I've got to make sure everything is perfect. Well, you're dealing with human beings and no human being is perfect. Come on. And look at you. We are imperfect. So our imperfectness with all the other imperfectness and try to lead a team of people to do things that they didn't even think that they could possibly do. So when you I love that. I love everything that you just said. And I know that you have. Uh, a, a passion for female veterans that oh, yeah. have served 20 plus years or more oh, and yeah. making that transition. And I'm thinking about that, that lead out loud and, you know, all of the things that we're taught and how to be a leader, being servant leaders. And it brought me back to when you decided to be visible. Mm -hmm. As women, when we make that decision to lead mm -hmm. out loud and to be visible, what is something, a word of encouragement that you could give to other women, whether they're transitioning out or whether they are, you know, um, junior non-commissioned officers, your E5, your E6, um, in Army, E7 and above is senior non-com. I'm not mm -hmm. sure how it works for the Air Force. Yeah, so, and they're, they've made that decision that I'm going to lead out loud because I'm going to get these DA appointed promotions. I'm going to sit in these leadership seats. Because oftentimes as women, when we do that, we're we are labeled in a negative way. Yes. I won't say mm -hmm. the labels because we all know them. Yes. But we we're do. labeled in a mm -hmm. negative way where in when men demonstrate that same thing, they're automatically labeled leader. And mm -hmm. we're not. What's something that you can say uh to encourage these ladies? Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, like. It, in those positions that are still on active duty? So I think the the biggest challenge for us as women, as we, we go into the doubt mode, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go into the limiting beliefs and then we go into imposter syndrome. It goes into this whole circle of why they pick me? I shouldn't even be here. I'm not qualified. You know, and, and it just as a whole lot of overthinking is almost like analysis paralysis. And I think that is one of the things that I had to learn as I started shifting into leadership roles and there was more males in the room than, than me. And I'm like, oh, OK, like, so how do I play into this? I'm like, well, first of all, um. Stick, stick with your leadership style. Don't try to change yourself to just try to fit in and so forth. But you have to be your most authentic self. Mm, what good. feels good to you, not to everyone, just to be pleasing people. Because I think we are ple we're people pleasers, right? Mm -hmm. We're nurturers, we're caregivers. We like to, we might, we like everyone around us to feel good. It's just yeah. a natural tendency for us. Um, and in leadership, it's not it's not necessarily about, you know, popularity contest. You're mm -hmm. making big decisions mm -hmm. that are going to change the trajectory of someone's life. Yes. You know, so yes. you have to be really genuine and sincere in the way that you move in. 
Mm, come on. People, yeah. people have to understand how you move. <laughs> okay? Yes. Because you know? yes. I'll tell you what, people bring me stuff and they would already say, I know what you're going to say. I know what I know what you, I know what your answer is or I know how you feel about this but you know I heard them out because I wanted to to hear to hear what they them were presenting yeah. but they kind of they already had a sense of how I uh, I went on about my day and how I carried myself and how how I um responded mm. and, and reacted so I think that it just needs just need to stick with, you know what? I'm here for a reason. Mm-hmm. All right. They hired me here for, for the a reason. job. Yeah. And I have to get more confident in this position so that I can di- go on and do what I need to do to take care of the responsibilities that I was given. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and, and some people, <laughs> They get frustrated and they get kind of confused in this because they start going into the people that they think that they need to be like. Mm. And that's when you kind yeah. of see them, you know, betraying their self. They're not even mm-hmm. their self. You know, mm-hmm. they're not their selves. So you, we have to be able to find who we are as a leader and continue to do the things that we've been doing without beating ourselves up. And playing the the recording back on over and over again. How many times have you rewinded a, a conversation? <laughs> and and but I love that showing up. Yes, because you've done the work. You've done yes. the work that's required to yes. sit in the seat. You haven't been yes. given it. You've earned it. You earned to it. sit in the seat that you've earned. Yes. So show up as your authentic self. Yes. And everybody, as they say, just has to get in where they fit in. You don't yeah, have to conform to anything or anyone, any type of environment, because your fabulous, you got you to the place where you are. So what I hear you saying is continue to be you and don't let the opinions of others pick away at you to try to turn you into something else. That's right. Because at the end of the day, you're the one who has to look yourself in the mirror. Come on. That's real good. That's real good. And And I'll tell you when you transition, Yes, I, that, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about it. When, when, you, when you transition, transition right? yes. <laughs> the identity thing is a thing. Come it's on. like, who am I? Mm. After I didn't took this uniform off, took these positions and these titles away. I don't got no car. I ain't got no staff. I ain't got no house. I ain't got all these things that they give mm. you when you're in these higher leadership roles. Yes. Now you got to step back. And then you're like, oh, wow. It's it's not even really identity in itself. It's gender identity. Come because on. as a woman, mm-hmm. you know, you've been in and you have been had the, the, to, to go with the flow, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the behaviors that you probably taken on, probably in defense mode, because sometimes yeah. we do that. So that way we can protect ourselves, protect yes. our mental health. Yes. And so we have been, we've been using strategies if you will, mm-hmm. to sometimes survive yeah. in yeah. certain areas. Yeah. yeah. So when you have we when you're not in that environment anymore and you're you're using those old mindsets, thoughts, and frameworks in a new environment, mm, I'll on. tell you what. Come on. 
It ain't you can't put new. You can't put new wine in the old wine skins. It don't work like that. No, Come don't on. work that way. That's, a, that's, that's what I hear you saying, Slay Queen. That's what I hear you saying. <laughs> it don't work that way. It don't work that now, way. Wine ain't gonna be good. <laughs> Most of it's gonna be on the floor. It's gonna bust oh, the bag right. wide open, like. <laughs> so you it, that transition. Last week I was on. Um, and I was talking to a fellow military spouse and Franchetta Dyer. And we were talking oh, yeah. about what, what it's like to transition out of the military into completely civilian world as a family. And, you know, speaking to somebody, and you just hit a couple of nails right on the head. Some of the things that we were talking about, your um, what it's like emotionally, psychologically. Like I was, you know, and I, I heard my husband say it a couple of times. You go from being in charge of hundreds or thousands of soldiers or, or mm-hmm. airmen and multiple millions of dollars or billions of dollars of equipment, human capital, and you got your house, you got the, depending on where you stationed at, you mm-hmm. may even have a driver for your safety to get you back and forth to where you need to be. And you know, I remember some of that stuff. That stuff was nice. It was real nice. <laughs> and you come home and you drive it yourself. <laughs> I love turkey. Like, I ain't got nothing bad to say about it. <laughs> it's like, give me more. <laughs> give me more, right? Like, <laughs> But then you come back and you're in civilian world and really nobody cares about what you had did and now you have to figure out who am I yes and it's a journey yes let's let's talk about that because as women I can only imagine as I've I've watched my husband go through that transition I've watched my children and myself go through that as the dependent family but again the resources the conversations a lot of things are directed towards men Yes, because the value in the service isn't always seen the same. So mm-hmm. as women making that transition where someone you're, you're trying to express what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And whereas a man may get this part of the conversation, say, yeah, bro, you know, I, I, I understand how you feel. It took me about 20. Like my uncle told my husband and my uncle retired out in the early 2000s like mm-hmm. we were at fort lewis washington before it became joint base mccord lewis mm-hmm. lewis mccord he was retiring out then in the early 2000s and he's like i'm still trying to recover from some of it like there was that sympathy and that empathy whereas i know my uncle he's very old school army if you would have said something like that to him it would have been women are emotional mm-hmm. wait a minute what do you mean like I retired out as a command sergeant major. You retired out as a command sergeant major. What's mm-hmm. the difference? Yeah. So, what are some of the things that you can encourage the sisters? Like, you're not emotional. You're not crazy. This is you're legitimate. Not. It is it's happening. It, it is happening. And if you don't address it right at the gate, as soon as you're transitioning, I would even say maybe a year to start looking at how your life, how do you want your life to go when you transition? What are some things that you probably didn't deal with while you were in service 
that may come up mm. when you when you retire. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I started to think in. Now, I would I would be wrong if I would say that my transition was smooth. All right. Because I didn't we we came from South Dakota. We drove from South Dakota here to Maryland. And I have family in the DMV, but I hadn't connected with them in 30 years. Yeah. I mean, I saw them intermittently throughout mm-hmm. my my service. So we came here by ourselves, if you will. And I remember in one day in my closet, I just broke down. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm even worthy of mm. being in this community, which is a beautiful community that we live in, um, because I just had it in my mind that things needed just to be given to us and that mm. we didn't earn mm. all the things that we had on. on the outside. And and so it was it was like almost like I was losing all of my 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 intellect if you will mm-hmm. i was like i know better yeah. But yeah for whatever reason there are things in here that i'm really not dealing with and so i had to learn what the transition was supposed to look like they they mm-hmm. will not tell you this in taps okay and i'm i'm gonna tell you this right now because i didn't yeah. hear it. I, right? I, I went hear... to a few conversations i went to a few <laughs> taps appointments with my husband i tell you what well none of that in there none of that none of this is <laughs> none in of there. this was in there they didn't tell you about the emotions. They'll tell you about all the paperwork and making sure you get signed off and you are, you know, cleared from the mm-hmm. military. But the emotional journey, I was in there for the three decades. My husband, three day, de- three decades. A lot of things on the outside, and I'll say outside because mm-hmm. you know we were in the That's military. Literally, what it is? Yeah. So you're a civilian. It, a lot of things changed, mm-hmm. and so. It's almost like you behind the times. If you haven't really been caught up, I was like, I feel so out of place out here. I don't even know. So I had to learn, number one, that there is a process. Mm-hmm. So there's a pre-planning phase. This this is all in the retirement emotional journey. You get to pre-plan and figure out where you're going to go, where you want to travel, all the good stuff. Then you go into the honeymoon stage where you're just so excited. Ah, I just, uh, you know, free. I can do whatever I want. And I was like, yeah, okay. And, and I was at the mall, okay? So I, because I was like, for me, I like to shop, but then it really went into overdrive. I was like, oh, I didn't know all these malls that existed out here in a, a radius of 25 miles. So I was just, you know, in the, in the malls. And, and, and then I started thinking, well, this is getting really boring. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, I'm just in here in the mall and stuff like that. I, I probably should be my, working. My time. husband went through that phase of saying, I got my blue ID card. I got my blue ID card. It's like, you are so silly. I got well, my button and, and it, put it on the cap on the counter. Like he playing dominoes. Boom. <laughs> It's like, okay. Well, you know, it's it's a rite of passage. You know, it's like <laughs> everyone gets one when you get to a certain point. You know, you retire, you get the card. And so it just like validates that you are retired. But the emotions that go back mm-hmm. into that, they start yes. coming up. And then you get into like sort of the disenchantment phase mm-hmm. where you're like depressed, you're anxious, you're worried, you're kind of feeling like you're lost, you don't have any friends. I'll tell you when... When I retired, 
there was only a handful of friends that I had that, you know, because sometimes there are friends that you make in the military for just that season because you know you are in that duty station you were in the duty station yeah Mm -hmm. and then you pcs and you move on and everybody's lives are just going on and so right you know we had a whole handful of friends that i could have Mm -hmm. that i was like okay all right now now what right and then you go into you hit the reorientation where you're trying you're, you're getting you're getting your groove in you're kind of figuring out what's going on in your community trying to figure out whether you volunteer or go back to work or, you know, all those good things. And then you get into the stability stage. Now I am nowhere in stability. I am any, <laughs> anywhere between the disenchantment some days to reorientation back to honeymoon. It goes into this whole, you know, scheme. And so I had to learn that it's a process. Yes. It's yes. a process. All right. And in, and in it, taking the lessons learned and finding your tribe. I think that's mm, so important. That's good. To find that's a so group good. Of women, especially if you're a woman veteran, I'm speaking to women vet- veterans specifically that get you that understand acronyms who understand the, you know, the, the plight of a woman veteran going in and asking for discounts at the, <laughs> at the restaurants and they giving you 10 heads until you pull out your ID card. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm a veteran. I am retired. I am a veteran, (laughs) you know, but no one else will really understand that, Mm -hmm. but another fellow woman veteran. Yes. And some of us were harmed. Yeah. In service. Yes. All right. Yes. So there's a lot to, to, to take in, but when Mm -hmm. another woman can hold the other woman's hand and say, I I got you sister. All right. I, I, I understand. Let's find you the resources because we know there's resources out here, but let's find you the right resources, the right resources. So you can heal. You can start going on your healing journey. I think all of us go into a healing journey. Mm and you know, it's, it's required. I think it's necessary for you to get to a certain point where you can start really enjoying the fruits of your labor, right? You want to enjoy your service, you know, after service, you want to enjoy this time and not dwell on Mm. all the things that really took you down on your knees some days, Mm -hmm. right? So because we have unique challenges. Women have unique challenges, to say the Very least. Very much so. Very much so. I mean, I'm, I never served active duty. Uh, my service was always uh, as a spouse. But mm-hmm. I seeing the challenges that my husband went through and then just me being a woman, it's like, dang. Yeah. I don't know how y'all do that, sis. <laughs> like... <laughs> I had a lot of strategies, girl. I was like, I don't even know how y'all did that. I was like, strategies, strategies, strategies. I am not going to break out here. Y'all ain't going to beat me. Like, my my whole thing was, especially my husband's uh, female soldiers or his colleagues. Like, I, he stressed. I know you stress because, I mean, men and women, we think differently. What the things that they're thinking about, not that you're not thinking about the mission, but you're thinking about the mission, but you're also thinking about your family. I'm I'm not saying men don't think about their family. We're just built different. 
Like, says, I don't even know how you handled all that on your shoulders. Do you need a cookie, a cake, a coffee, a tea, a hug, some (laughs) prayer? I got you. Like, (laughs) all of it. All of that. That was like my thing to to do. Um, One of his colleagues, we were, we were all stationed um, on uh, RAF Alkenberry in the UK. And she told me one day, she was like, I don't normally like spouses. I don't normally like spouses, but you, you, I like, we can go out anytime. Oh, wow. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. You know, and I, and I get what she's saying because sometimes as spouses, we don't think it through. Right. We don't think everything through, you yeah. know, Yeah. and we have a, a limited perspective. Yeah. I, I, when my husband was a studying his E4 to get his E5 and his study buddies always, they always end up playing PlayStation in the barracks. And my husband, my, my uncles were all retired out E9s from the air force or the army. And they were like, Nope, you can't let him do that. Or he won't get promoted. So you need to be his study buddy. So from that point, I just made a decision. Look, yeah, I'm probably not going to understand none of this, but I'm going to do my best so right. that I'm not that <laughs> wife that's sitting there just all wrong and rude, saying right. stuff, getting people in trouble. I like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me not be that chick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want that. I don't want that. I want to be supportive. And so. Right. That meant, you know, the older we were kids at this point, we were kids, we were like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And the older we got, and you know, the more you get to know things, the more duty yeah. stations you've gone to, the more experience you see when people have gone out to the field, come back from the field as spouses doing different volunteer work. I remember when uh, the SARC program kind of just started off as a whole across the military and the VA positions. A lot of spouses held those positions because they were volunteer positions. Right. That gave me a whole different insight. And so for sure, it's like, sis, I got you. Like, I don't understand your full what happened, you know, what you have to deal with, why you got to leave and that person get to stay or, you know, all mm-hmm. of the things and stuff. So, right. Like, we, I won't talk about it on this show, but you know right. what I'm saying? Military family, yeah. y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah. All of the things and stuff that are packed together in that. And she's got to unpack that with a bad reputation. I'm the victim. And I still have to take care of my family or uh, we just came to graph. We ran on graph. Hadn't been there. We hadn't been there six months. We're sitting at the cantina having lunch and a sister, a friend that we had made at the post chapel, she came in and she just looked sad. I was like, Hey sis, what's going on? And my husband invited her to the table. Hey sis, what's going on? And she shared a story. There was a, a female soldier who was single because her husband done some things, got in trouble in the process of that. They got a divorce. He went back to America. They had the baby there in Germany. Well, you know, all of the paperwork required around that she had a care plan, but the care plan was to send the baby home. The husband who had gotten in trouble had refused to do his part to get the paperwork. So now they were looking at chapter because guess what? Deployment was happening in like four days. Mm Mm-hmm. And her family care plan fell apart. Well, mm-hmm. is that the solution, people? Is that what we're going to do to the lady? You didn't even give her an option of rear D. See, and, and that, so- that's 
you know, so I'll tell you this. I um, I was a first sergeant for four years, and that mm. really opened my eyes up to see the the disparities. <laughs> Disparities, the yeah, inequalities the between, yeah. you know, a woman who's serving and a man who is serving. And so I would always like try to step in and be like advocating for the woman. Like, mm-hmm. look, there are secondary and tertiary effects. It's not just about her per se. It's the family that is around her. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a look at it, because oftentimes people will just want to make, again, a decision mm-hmm. on things that they have n- zero to no information on, mm-hmm. or they make assumptions. And I'm like, yes. we do not make assumptions about what's going on. We ask clarifying questions. We Come get on. down to what is the root cause of why these things are happening? Yes. And what are some of the solutions and options, not an option, options. Because this is always more than one. There's always more than one. Yeah. All right. And, and, and there is a waiver for everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. There is. And so, but people don't want to sit to do it per se, because they're like, oh, we don't go and do it for women, you know, so and it's all this rumbling around it. And so when I started to get more into the leadership realm and I got into those positions where I was like, oh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay. And so, you know, you know, they, they, they almost, you know, they didn't really want to hear, but it's like, you're going to hear it. You're going right? to hear because me. You need to understand that there, there are people who are living their life and this is the only thing they have. This is Come the on. only thing good that they got going on going in on. their life. Yes. And yes. for us to just, just negligently just make a decision because mm-hmm. you're like, well, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. And this is the way we want to do it. It, you know, I, I, I looked at it was like, if not you, then who? Like, who? Michelle, right. get in, all right, and, and get those heels down and, and really dig deep into this. Because the, if you, if you don't show that the, you're, you're actually advocating on behalf, mm-hmm. it, it's just going to go where it goes. Where and it goes, I, yeah. I did not like some of the decisions that were being made. And so when I, again, I became a command chief, it was, there was no ifs, ands, or buts. I was yeah. like, you know what? Every woman who gets it comes into my office who has something to say. And I usually had a lot of women come into my mm-hmm. office because they can't see themselves in those positions if they don't see. See themselves in those positions. In those positions. Yes. <laughs> you know, so yes. Like, yes. Is it coming? <laughs> clear the calendar. I don't even, I'm not even prepared. Like it's a meeting. I'm like, I, I know I probably should be in there and just sitting in there, but did they drove all across the base? They drove, I know where they work. They yeah. drove all the way over here to come and tell First me they had about, to fight for the time to be able to get there. Yeah. Let's just you know, be real. That's, yeah. It's, yeah. You just can't just take off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you just let's, can't let's, you just, you right. just can't just up and walk out yeah, and say, I'm going to do know. this. Like, that's not how that works. Yeah, no. <laughs> they had to first, they were coming to see you. There's yeah. levels to that. They had to first get the time off. Yeah. And, and then, But then to get the time off, they had to explain why they was coming to see you. Exactly. And that was just, 
that is not and that's fun. a whole nother because then it's automatic oh what you going to see her for that exactly. you know like exactly. why, why you gotta go see to that we can't take care of this in the shop to make it the better. shop is the problem like, yeah they're trying, to, they're trying to figure out the story they're trying to like you know make it seem like they've been doing all the things mm-hmm. in there because they don't want them coming over there and telling me the real deal because the real deal at that point i'm like there's no e10 there's no e10 yeah. so mm-hmm. if if something should happen for me that they're like okay well we need to do something about you i'm like okay i mean <laughs> like what are we gonna do i mean you gotta go take it all the way up right to congress and secretary right. of state other than right like we, we're not gonna yeah, do that we're gonna be here all day so like all right, the ball so stops it, here yeah so and, i right. know but I mean, when not, you listen to how, you know, someone is treated mm. and disrespected and almost just put to the side, like your voice doesn't matter. Yes. Here. Yes. I would just come off the top to the top rope. Yeah. You know, so, because no, don't do that. I wanted people to realize you cannot continue to do this. Women are accelerating in the military as mm-hmm. as I'm looking in. I'm taking you know my glasses and I'm a little looking into you know the 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 women in the leadership roles and there's an increase. There's mm. like a, an opening, if you will, mm-hmm. and and it took some time for women to actually get there. And I'm not saying it's for every career field. There's still a mm-hmm. lot of growing to do with that but when we see that there are actually women in leadership positions i think about all the times not only myself but all all the other women who have paved the way yes who had to to really to to take it so seriously and really put in the effort to allow another woman to be in these leader, leadership roles so I knew I was like when I was in my job, I was like, I know this is probably not gonna happen for a minute. All right. <laughs> so y'all gonna hear me roar up here. <laughs> All right. Look, and, but I but look, I was ready. I was ready. Because you stay ready to get ready. You you made that decision I did. a long time ago. A long time ago. You made that decision and you did you made that decision and you said something very key about you and your husband, you were strategic with it. When you made that decision that I'm going to do this, you, you became very strategic and preparing yourself to occupy the places that you said you wanted to occupy so that you can have the impact. Yes. That you wanted to have. I imagine that your, um, the women under your leadership and to be fair, the men as well under your leadership loved your leadership. I, we I've had so many um single single parent mothers, dual military mothers, you know, that came through my uh daycare as a family mm-hmm. child care provider mm-hmm. and have those moments where you know they just break down. Yeah. Whether they're picking the baby up, dropping the baby off. Because somebody was on call, they were on call and they got this call to come in. It's like, but I'm the single mama with the three kids. You you really couldn't call somebody else? No, you got to show up. Like mm-hmm. getting those and, and being able to watch it and the support. It's like to hear you say that is amazing that 
you were there to roar loud for your for your uh, service members. Yeah, that 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 right there, they probably hated to see you retire. Oh, I just... <laughs> <laughs> they probably hated to see you retire. Like you gotta go for real. <laughs> yeah, you know, so some some of them literally were, and I just said, you know, it, it's it's almost you know overwhelming because mm. you know you put all your heart, your soul into ensuring not only does the mission go, but mm-hmm. the people who actually do the mission are taken care of. And that is a huge undertaking mm-hmm. for sure. So, you know, I knew, I was like, my heart is here. It's like, I love the uniform. I loved being in leadership role, but that was a part of my story. Mm, come on. That is not my whole story. Right. So my that that is that is back there. And I can go back and reflect. I still teach leadership skills for the small business consulting company. Um, so for the Air Force first time supervisors, I still online and I get to connect and hear their leadership challenges and provide some mentorship and some coaching. So that kind of fills my cup, if you will of my passion for young leaders who are just trying to figure things out. Figure things and out, so, yeah. you know, you're just, you're trying to write the way, you know, you're trying to show them, Hey, here are some options. Here's some tools that you can use. Here's some other things you need to think about as you go in your journey. Don't just take for face value of what you, what you're trained or given to do. Explore. Mm. All right. Because not every airman is the same. And every airman is going to have some 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 very unique and special things that are only that only are for them. And you have to be able to connect and build a relationship with this individual because they did this. Mm. Okay. Yes. Yes. They did this. Yes. And so we owe it to the mothers, the fathers, the brothers, the sisters whoever decides to voluntarily serve to take care of them as in their gift. Yes. And that's how you should look at, look at folks. They're not a social security number. No, they are a gift. They are a gift. They are a gift. They're not just human capital. Yes. They're not just billets that needed to be filled. Like, come on. Billets. It's these people on bonds. I haven't heard that word in a minute. <laughs> Look, my husband joined the army in the nineties. <laughs> I've been blessed to have some GS positions, some <laughs> some NAF positions, contractors. <laughs> like <laughs> I had some crazy stuff in the contracting world, sitting in some sitting yeah. in some particular meetings, planning <laughs> for some movement. <laughs> <laughs> in the eastern block I was like uh uh-uh. uh y'all, y'all just don't care <laughs> y'all just don't care but okay <laughs> look <sighs> listen Rochelle I want to have you come back for a second one because I am way over my time yes. so look but the conversation has been great you have released so many tools so much great wisdom uh, for women period female veterans but women period women 
who are in leadership positions in the civilian world, in the civilian sector, women who are leaders because they've decided to step into entrepreneurship, you know, going your C-suite leaders. Mm -hmm. As women, these are some of the challenges that we suffer. And you have mm -hmm. given out some great tools, some great advice to live by, to overcome those challenges. And I think you started the conversation out with the best two. Yeah. Make a decision. <laughs> yeah. And be visible. Like, be visible. And yes. be visible. Unashamed. Yes. Be your authentic self. Don't mm -hmm. let anybody tell you anything different. I mean, they said, just don't believe it. You can't stop yeah. people from saying stupid stuff. You just you don't can. have to believe it. No. And you got, you got work to do. So do your yes. work. <laughs> Go out and do your work. Listen, it's like Queen... Tell the people how to connect with you. Cause I know it is some female veterans that was like, where's she been all my life? <laughs> they need to connect with you. Well, they, yeah, look y'all. I, so I am not ashamed to say that I'm 51 <laughs> years old and I just, you know, started on my entrepreneur journey. So all these social platforms um, are, you know, a thing. So you can find me on LinkedIn, you know, so if you're on LinkedIn, hi, LinkedIn professionals, you can find me on YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel. So if you want to watch some of my work in there, you can do that. You can connect me on Facebook. All you got to do is Rochelle.Hemingway.7. And you will see the girl right here doing this with the stuff in the back. That is me. All right. <laughs> go ahead and friend me. Um, you can you can even go to Amazon and go get my book. You know, don't run out to Amazon. Yes. Get the and book. Then, yeah. And then just, you know, just read about who I am and decide if I'm your girl. All right. Because I share my experience and I share the sleigh in its entirety. So you'll know exactly where I'm speaking from. Um where else can you find me? You can find me on Instagram, the Slay Boss Lady. All right, come on, I'm the on Slay Instagram. Boss lady. Come on, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> any anything that says Slay on it, all right. I know you know Beyonce says it a lot, but no kidding, all right. It is it is a word that you can take and use and and apply it on on in your everyday whatever it is that you are trying to do. Just go out there and slay it, all right, yeah. in every way, every day, all right, because tell you what, one life to live, all right, and why don't we just go out and, and let's not play small anymore, let's play big, all right, we're playing yes. big now. Yes, yes. All right, so bring your whole self out there, and I will see you out on these inter interwebs. <laughs> you on these internet streets <laughs> internet streets yeah oh and also yeah. i got my my website so again www.slaytosuccess.com so just put in slay and maybe and it's, she coming up. up like if you just start slay queen it populates right. for you in the google let me help them she's googleable <laughs> okay that's all you need to do her Let's seo is working wonderful like <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get this thing laid out. Like, come on, Google, work for me. It is happening. It is happening. Listen, Slay Queen, thank you so much again for your yes. It has definitely been a blessing to those of you that are tuning in live now and on the replay on the various social media platforms. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know you're saying like, Laquita, you ain't even been in the comments. I know because I was running my mouth, y'all. I'm going to do better next time. I'm going to try. We're going to get her on again, and I'm going to do better that time. How about that? Like, I'll be in the comments. 
better <laughs> on the next go around. But don't worry about it. If you didn't get all of her contact information, she is Googleable, and the links will be in the show notes. The links will be in the show notes to make sure that you are able to connect with Miss Rochelle, the Slay Queen. <laughs> Miss Charlene said, facts. Thank you. Absolutely. Come on on in. I love you. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But look, y'all, until next time, I am your host, Laquita Mondley. You guys be great. I mean, just be absolutely fabulous.